You are listening to Lighthearted Leadership, Episode 25. Optimum Vobis presents Lighthearted Leadership with Dr. Lizette Warner. I'm Lizette Warner, your data-driven executive coach. That's right, I use data to drive my coaching engagements. You know, data is informational. What you do with that data, well, that's what coaching's all about. All right, on today's episode, we're heading into unhurried conversations. You know, I'm just wrapping up a coaching group, Unhurried at Work, where we spent about six sessions exploring unhurried conversations and how unhurried habits can help you elevate your own communication style. So we're going to talk about that on the show today. There's something about this I don't know, this time of the year that just gets hurried for me, and maybe it's the same for you. A quick transition from one month to the next, to wrapping things up, to starting new things, and it all tends to mush together. And as we discovered in our coaching group, it doesn't have to be like that. So on Lighthearted Leadership, we're going to explore how you can use this concept of unhurried in your own life. Hello, my lighthearted friends. Thank you for joining us here on Lighthearted Leadership. I am Dr. Lizette Warner, and I'm here to talk about unhurried at work. What does it mean to be unhurried at work? And I'll tell you right now, it doesn't mean to be slow. Actually, it's quite the opposite, and we're going to get into that. So as part of my host duties, I'll dole out some tips, perhaps some insights in a lighthearted way, because, well, did you forget the name of the podcast? Lighthearted Leadership. I got to do something lighthearted around here. Anything I present on the show, you are welcome to take away. You're also welcome to ignore it. If you take anything away, the education wing of lighthearted leadership, well, they want me to tell you to exercise new skills responsibly. I am your lighthearted data-driven executive coach, and I'm happy to present the data to you and perhaps provide you with some resources that you're going to find helpful. So let's get into unhurried at work. What does unhurried mean to you? Can I tell you a story here? It was my podcast, so I'm going to tell you a story whether you want it or not. I'm, I miss Webster, and I don't mean like the show Webster, although, you know, I kind of do miss Webster, <laughs> the show. So we used to have a large dictionary in the house. It was a big red book, kind of like the big red dog. But this was a big red book. And our, our, as our kids were growing up, you know, they got familiar with this big red book. Folks, we, we were the worst parents. <laughs> or at least that's what, what my family would tell, tell us. So I can't tell you how many times we were, we were yelled at by my family for how hard we were on our kids. But that's a different story. <laughs> for a different time. So when the kids were reading and ran into a word that they didn't know, they'd they'd ask dad, what does, oh, I don't know, pick a word, propitiate. What does propitiate mean? And he'd reply, red book, red book, red book. (laughs) To be followed by ugh, sighs and drooping shoulders because all that would, would meet his reply, and off they would trundle to go get the big bad dictionary, the big bad red book, to look up propitiate, which actually means to gain or regain favor or goodwill 
for, of someone, right? It, it's essentially it's to make someone like please somebody. All right, so it is a word, <laughs> first off. So, but this, this whole red book incident, so this, this happened not once, not twice, but repeatedly in our house, like on, on a daily basis. So red book was just part of the family, like the dog. <laughs> so red book got trotted out several times a day, <laughs> had a walk un, until he had to be put down. <laughs> so, which brings me back to, I miss red book. In any case, back to unhurried. So Webster says unhurried means moving or acting or taking place without haste or urgency. Now, remember I said back at the beginning that unhurried at work doesn't necessarily mean slow. In fact, it means deliberate. So if something is taking place without haste or urgency, there's, there can be this sense of deliberateness to it. So in, in our six-session workshop that I, I told you, you know, that we're wrapping up, so we explored unhurried conversations in the context of work, meaning we unpacked different types of listening skills, different types of communication styles, and also different communication techniques and different approaches for speaking truth, your truth, authentically. And we unpacked essentially unhurried conversations. So Unhurried at Work, by the way, it, it's a book by Johnny Moore. And you can find it. He's got a website. I'll stick it up on the show notes. His, his book is about his experience running over a hundred unhurried conversations around the world. His reflections tell the story of a more unhurried way of working. And the book itself is quite short. You can read it in less than probably an hour, <laughs> to be honest. It's really, really short. Even if you are an unhurried type of reader, you can read it very quickly. The point isn't to just read the book. The reflections that he has have has in there are, are, are can be quite insightful. So what what is an unhurried conversation? By the way, we address the book in the in the workshop as well, but. What is an unhurried conversation? Well, it's one in which the participants gather. These unhurried conversations, they're held around the world in coffee shops, online. They have, they have one thing in common, <laughs> which is they have very little structure. So essentially, the guideposts are these. So in person, the, the person who wishes to speak, so people gather, the, the person who wishes to speak, so they grab an object like, a, I don't know, a sugar bowl or salt or something. So they grab an object, any object, or, that the object really doesn't matter, but what the object does is it signals that this person's going to speak. So everybody else listens. And the entire time they speak, they hold on to the object, and the topic can be anything anything whatsoever. And then when they're done speaking, they set down the object and that signals that they're done speaking. And the next person who wants to speak similarly, like they get up, they go for the object and they hold onto it and they, you know, they take the floor and everyone in the group listens. And that person can reply to what was said, can start on a whole new topic. There, there is no, uh, there's no direction beyond that. And some of them can gather around a topic 
but they don't necessarily need to, right? So in, in the online version, people, you know, shake their avatar or, or raise their hand, but essentially everything else is the same. And it can be quite organic. It, it could be a fun experience too. All right. So what can, what can this teach us about work and being more effective at work? Well, quite a lot, actually. The more you can tap into unhurried as a concept, then you find yourself moving at not a slow pace, but at the right pace. And that's the key, really. When you can grasp beyond, beyond what needs to be accomplished to who is in the room, and what each who brings into the interaction, right? So what I mean there is like, what is every person bringing into this interaction and this experience? And when you do that, you can move forward with less stress and less effort. And bottom line, you can be more effective. So I'll give you a few ways you can start to encourage your own unhurried muscles, as I usually do here on the back half of the show. And as I said, I'm wrapping up an unhurried at work group as we speak right now. So it's it's been so successful that I I will offer it again at the start of 2022. So if you want to elevate your communication skills from from listening to speaking and begin to develop an aptitude for presence, which really is the start of your own executive presence, and you want to build strong habits with some accountability you're going to want to join us for an unhurried workshop. Participants learned to speak in a focused way. They learned a few communication techniques to file in their communication arsenal. And they began creating an unhurried workplace with their own teams. Some of the participants even started shortening their meetings because of our workshop. I mean, as as a direct result of some of the skills that they were learning. So what might be possible for you? I mean, could you use space in your calendar or space between meetings? I'm forming the next cohort of Unhurried. So reach out to me if that's if that resonates with you in the group. We're going to hone your communication skills with like minded people who are going to be there to support you because that's what we do. We support each other so you can get more information or reserve your spot today over at optimumvobies.com forward slash workshop or lightheartedleadership.com forward slash workshop. I think over on Lighthearted Leadership, you can you can even just reserve your seat today if you like, and, and seats are limited. So, okay, on to some unhurried practices. I have a couple of suggestions for you. The first would be to relax. That's right, I said it. <laughs> so what happens when 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 we drive for a specific meeting outcome is that we end up driving the group further away from that outcome or we drive through a meeting full speed ahead, leaving everyone else behind. And so this, this happened actually just today (laughs) with someone, um, coaching client that I was talking to, they were trying to, it was a yes or no question. Why couldn't we answer a yes or no question? We spent 20 minutes discussing something that everybody agreed to, but everybody had to get their point out. Oh, it's just (laughs) all sorts of frustration coming out there. So the first principle is that you have to go slow to go fast. Even if you drive a Maserati, before it goes fast, it has to go slow. It doesn't go through fast to get to slow. 
right? You have to go slow to go fast. And many times we shy away from going slow because we're in a hurry and we miss so much when we're in that hurry. And here I want to bring out the story of the Titanic. Many of you, I'm sure you know the story of the Titanic, right? So throughout much of the the voyage, the, the wireless radio operators on the Titanic, so Jack Phillips and Harold Bride, so they had been receiving iceberg warnings, most of which were passed along to the bridge. Now the two men, they were, their main job was to relay passengers' messages. On the evening of April 14th, the Titanic began to approach, as, as we all know, an area known to have icebergs. So Captain Smith slightly altered the ship's course to head farther south, and he maintained the ship's speed at, I don't know, something like 22 knots. So at around 9, I think it was like 940, the Mesaba, another ship in the area, sent a warning of an ice field. The message was actually never relayed to Titanic's bridge. And then at 1055, the nearby Leyland liner, uh, I think it was Californian, so they sent word that it had stopped after becoming surrounded by ice. So they were in the area informing that they got stopped because they're surrounded by ice. So Phillips, the radio operator, who was handling passengers' messages, scolded the Californian for interrupting him. Now, hindsight is twenty twenty, and, and you, you all know the rest of the story, but while we can all look and spot the mistake and mistakes that, that have happened, how many times have you not paid attention to someone because you were so wrapped up in your own story? So before we start pointing fingers at, at somebody else, right, how many times have you missed what some, somebody said because you were doing something else or something had higher priority in your mind, right? So the first concept that I'm going to talk about here, and I already said, right, it, it's, it's to relax, to slow down so that you can hear the other's in the room, wherever that room happens to be for you. You know, it could be online. Other people bring a wealth of knowledge and experience outside of your own world knowledge. You might actually learn something. And the second piece of insight that I'm going to drop here would be to get curious. What might you learn and how might you together solve the problem? whatever that problem happens to be, right? Instead of thinking alone, think with the group. Now, it's going to be slow, could be clunky, could be fraught with discomfort. But did you ever notice we delight in the beauty of the butterfly, but rarely admit the changes it has gone through to achieve that beauty? Thank you. Maya Angelou for that quote, by the way. And that, my lighthearted friends, is a wrap for the show. What did you learn about unhurried? And more importantly, what are you going to do going forward now that you know? 
As I said, my next unhurried cohort is forming now. Space is limited, so hop on over to OptimumVobis.com forward slash workshops or LightheartedLeadership.com workshops. I also have an indistractable cohort starting soon. That's a follow-on to unhurried. And it is exactly what it sounds like. We're going to be learning how to stretch, flex, and grow your indistractable muscles so you can be better present and knock it out of the park. So you can find all about my workshops on the on the webpage, on that workshops webpage. So today we talked about two insights, well actually three if but that last one I kind of slipped in there. So they they were again in recapping, relax, get curious, and be ready for discomfort. So if you learned something today, what are you going to do differently now that you've learned this? Because that's, that's the key. What tiny, tiny shift or change can you start to make in your own life? Go ahead and name it. Name it out loud. Write it down and make one tiny change. Start small, folks. Trust me. When Jesus said you could move a mountain with prayer, He meant one teaspoon at a time, or at least that's the way I interpret it. And that's the way I move mountains. And that's the way we move mountains in lighthearted leadership in any case. All right. I want to thank you for joining us today. If you like the show, then consider following us over at lightheartedleadership.com and let others know about us or share the show if you found it helpful. Look me up and connect with me on LinkedIn. I don't bite and uh, love meeting new listeners on the on the show on the podcast so stop on by say hi thank you my lighthearted friends for joining me for today's show join me next time for another peek into lighthearted insights for your life you have been listening to optimum vobis presents lighthearted leadership with life is a winding road no telling where it goes Driving through days and nights Won't stop for traffic lights